This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is Monday, June 28, 2021. On this day in 1991, an unknown assailant fatally shot Jacqueline McAllister and Brian Major during a botched robbery. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this killer's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of violence and murder that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the unsolved murders of Jacqueline McAllister and Brian Major. Let's go back to Ontario on June 28, 1991, at 12.55 a.m. At a rest stop in Blind River, Ontario, 62-year-old Gordon McAllister and his wife, 59-year-old Jackie, sat parked in their RV. The couple had spent the entire day driving and settled into their beds, eager for a good night's sleep. Just as they started to doze off, they heard a series of harsh knocks on their door. Gordon and Jackie got out of bed confused. In their groggy and disoriented state, they heard a man outside say that he was a police officer. He needed the couple to move their RV. Jackie got to the door before her husband, opening it without a second thought. But instead of finding a cop outside, there was a blonde 30-something man with two guns in his hands, a 22 caliber rifle and a 20-gauge shotgun. The assailant demanded that Jackie and Gordon give him all of their money and valuables. Jackie scrambled to comply. She stumbled through the vehicle, collecting all of her jewelry. She even slid off her wedding ring, which she had worn for the past 39 years. She dumped it all into her purse and handed it over to the gunman. She hoped that all he was looking to do was make a quick buck. Instead, without giving her any time to flee or fight, the man shot Jackie point blank. Gordon jumped out a window, landing on the cold ground and diving underneath the RV to hide. The gunman fired after him, but miraculously, Gordon managed to avoid the bullets. Had the assault continued, Gordon likely would have met the same fate as his wife. But just then, 29-year-old Brian Major pulled up to the rest stop. He witnessed the scene from a distance, but based on his actions, he likely didn't fully understand what was going on. Brian rushed up to the blonde assailant and asked if he needed help. When the man turned around and Brian saw the gun, he realized the mistake he'd made. Brian tried to walk away, but before he could, the killer shot him down. Brian collapsed onto the pavement. After that, the gunman got back into his van and drove away. 
Gordon watched it all from under the RV, committing the features of the blue Chevrolet van to memory, although it was gone too fast for him to remember the plate number. As soon as the vehicle was out of sight, he crawled out from his hiding spot and ran to his wife. His worst fears were realized. She looked like she'd lost too much blood. He needed to get her to a hospital. Gordon ran all the way back to the highway, where he tried to wave down help from the passing cars. He was too late. Both Jackie McAllister and Brian Major were already dead. Up next, police struggle to find the killer. Every so often, something so impactful happens, it has the power to capture the attention of a whole country. An event so deadly or dumbfounding, it has no choice but to live on in infamy. Hi, Parcasters. It's Ashley Flowers, and I'm exposing the most sinister cases from the darkest corners of the globe in my new True Crime Limited series, International Infamy. Every Tuesday, come along as I guide you on a wicked world tour. 15 different countries, 15 infamous crimes. Take a trip to Iceland where six people confessed to a murder that never actually happened. Journey to Mexico where a Lucha Libre wrestler moonlights as a serial killer. And travel to New Zealand where two friends hatch a deadly plan to become famous. Each episode of International Infamy explores the twists and turns of a notoriously high-profile case, zeroing in on the cultural details which make the crime unique to its location, and explaining why it couldn't have happened anywhere else. Follow my new Spotify original from ParCast, International Infamy with Ashley Flowers, and catch a new episode every week. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 Subaru Outback Wilderness is built to take you further off the beaten path. It has 9.5 inches of ground clearance paired with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, plus off-road wheels, rugged all-terrain tires, and advanced dual-function X-Mode to help get you through deep snow, gravel, and mud. The 2024 Subaru Outback Wilderness. Adventure elevated. To explore all you can do with the rugged Subaru Wilderness family of vehicles, visit Subaru.com wilderness. Now back to the story. On June 28, 1991, an unknown assailant robbed Canadian couple Jackie and Gordon McAllister. The man then shot Jackie, along with Brian Major, a bystander who intervened. After that, the gunman fled the scene, leaving Gordon as the sole survivor. Immediately following the attack, Gordon gave his full account to the police. He recalled as many details as he could, describing the gunman's appearance, the weapons he had, and the make and model of his car. Based on his recollections, police had a composite drawn up of the killer. But nabbing the suspect was like finding a needle in a haystack. Authorities weren't even sure where to begin. They hoped the composite drawing would be enough to drum up leads. Eventually, a potential clue came in. One witness claimed that a blonde man in a blue van had nearly hit their car after leaving the rest stop on the night of June 28th. The caller said the van had driven east towards Sudbury, Ontario. That was all the information they had. 
Like Gordon, the new witness hadn't seen the license plates, which left detectives at a loss. They tried to search the vehicle record system for a blue Chevrolet van, but those searches all hit dead ends. For the next eight years, the case grew cold. Then in 1999, investigators narrowed in on a potential suspect, 52-year-old Ronald West, a prisoner currently serving time in a Canadian prison. Back in 1970, nearly 30 years earlier, West had been a police officer himself. While serving on the force, he assaulted and murdered two women, both young mothers in Toronto. He wasn't tied to the cases at the time, and his fellow cops had no idea he was responsible. West remained a free man until two decades later, when he committed several home invasions. After slipping up while trying to pawn off his stolen items, West was caught and convicted for the robberies. Two years later, while he was serving his sentence, detectives finally linked him to the slayings from the 70s. But those might not have been West's only unsolved murders. The Blind River case held some similarities to his other crimes, specifically the fact that the killer had tried to rob the McAllisters first before murdering Jackie was suspicious. There were also some other factors that didn't look good for him. At the time of the Blind River murders, West lived only 12 miles away from the crime scene and drove a blue van. Police also learned that he owned the same guns that had been used at the rest stop, and he looked an awful lot like the composite drawing. It seems like the cops had their man. If West was in fact the gunman, then perhaps he drew on his career as a police officer for his cover story. He fit the bill for the crime. Authorities were loath to admit that one of their own could be so corrupt, but West had already been convicted of two murders. There was, however, another possibility. The murderer could simply have been a random man pretending to be a police officer because he knew that would make the McAllisters open their door. In the end, there was only circumstantial evidence incriminating West and never enough to actually charge him. So while some Ontario police believed they found their suspect, they were forced to continue hunting elsewhere. But if West wasn't the culprit, then detectives had no idea who else it might be. They had very few leads to begin with, and all of them ran dry. The case was cold, and it would get even colder. To this day, the murders of Jacqueline McAllister and Brian Major remain unsolved. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Alex Burns, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson.
Hi, listeners, it's Ashley Flowers, and here's a quick reminder to check out my new true crime limited series, International Infamy. Every Tuesday, I'm taking you across the globe to look at 15 of the most notorious crimes from 15 different countries. Some stories are sure to shock, some may leave you stumped, but all are quite the trip. Follow my new series, International Infamy with Ashley Flowers. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.